Welcome to Her Talks Radio, a weekly podcast created to share our voice with you. This is our safe zone, and we welcome you to it with open arms. Our episodes are not created as a substitute for those seeking help from professionals. We are just two women of God sharing our traumas and everyday adversities in hopes of reaching those who look for support and tips on overcoming. These episodes are a glimpse into our lives, and we pray that you leave each week feeling healed, embraced, and restored. I talk, we talk, her talks. Love and light. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Her Talks Radio. I am your host, Carla Chapman, and I am so happy to be here once again. You know, I love Tuesdays. Unfortunately, um, it's a little late in the game, so we are recording on a Tuesday, but you guys won't hear it until Wednesday, but that's oh. Um, I am here with Tanisha Burrell. Tanisha, are you there? Hi, everyone. Oh, I've <laughs> missed you guys. I've missed this space so much, so it's good to be back. Yes, it seems like it's been a while, but honestly, it was just two episodes ago. We're on episode 13, the last time we talked was no actually it was episode 10 when we talked so Mm -hmm. this is episode 13 yeah yes and our conversation then was about toxic relationships with which was really deep Mm, yes it was it was in today's it won't be so deep but it's very it's a very important episode so I'm excited to do this with you but as usual I want to catch everybody up on what's been going on with you so how has life been Oh, so wonderful. Um, I don't think I've shared yet on this space. I don't think so. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think so either. I think last episode I was so eager to like say something, but I knew I needed to wait a little minute. But I am pregnant. Woo! <laughs> insert claps. Look, I need to get a machine so I can insert claps. I've been waiting for you to say something because <laughs> I wanted to say something. <laughs> so exciting. I am 13 weeks pregnant. So I'm coming out of my first trimester. And I'm just so thankful, truly, truly so thankful to come out of the first trimester because um, I just feel like I can at least take a sigh or a breath of, you know, relief knowing that those crucial few weeks I have passed because it is kind of a scary time, especially for somebody like me who's experienced a miscarriage. So I'm just giving it to God and just giving all the praise and glory to him and knowing that this baby is safe and it is well and I'm going to have this baby in October and we are just, my husband and I are just over the moon excited about it. So, Amen. Well, congratulations to you guys again. You know, I already knew (laughs) and I got to experience the baby bump when we met in Houston. So I'm excited about that. I am about to be another auntie. Yes, you are. I am saying it's a girl. I don't know if I'm right, but I'm having a girl. <laughs> I, everybody's saying it's a girl, so we'll see. I'll be excited yeah. either way. I'm just, I'm just over the moon. I've been, you know, praying for this for a long time. So God is good. And he always fulfills his promises, even if not when we exactly want him to. He always comes through. So, <laughs> right. In his timing, and his timing is always so perfect Absolutely. and beautiful. So I'm super excited for you in August. I can't wait to see the baby and just hold the baby. I mean, ugh, it's just a miracle. So um, you definitely don't have to get deep into like your story of, you know, the excitement of pregnancy and things like that. But I think this episode is such a great episode now that we're talking about you being pregnant. Yeah, definitely. Because it's all about yeah. the body. 
Mm -hmm. mind and body and spirit so yes so with that being said I just want you all to know that today we'll be talking about um kind of kick-starting health and wellness and I thought this would be a great topic for Tanisha like Tanisha came up with this topic and right when she told me I was like oh perfect because health and wellness is her thing um I love health and wellness myself um that's kind of how me and Tanisha met we met through Herbalife Um, By the time we met, I was already into it, I think maybe three years. Mm -hmm. But um, I guess with me, it was more of like personal development. Um, I've always like eaten healthy because of my kids, things like that. But Tanisha is like, she's super passionate about it. So I'm glad that she's on here and she'll be able to share like her knowledge and, you know, just help somebody out there who's interested in starting like kickstarting their health and wellness. So with that being uh, said, Tanisha, you know I have some questions for you, right? Always. <laughs> okay. They, they won't be hard, I promise. Okay, so my first question, which I think is the biggest question, is why? Why did you, why are you interested in health and wellness? Like, what made you um, begin this journey of health and wellness? Yeah, so it's an interesting kind of story because really I was never passionate about, like, fitness or anything I wasn't an athlete growing up I played tennis in high school just because I wanted to be cute in a skirt and kind of frump around (laughs) (laughs) and you know I got competitive towards the end but I wasn't like a super athletic person at all I was a cheerleader in college not to say that they're not athletes but I personally was not extremely athletic at that time it wasn't until after college that um, I started working at a gym and um I was just around a bunch of fit people all the time. So that's what initially kind of piqued my interest in the possibility of, you know, getting more into fitness. Um, And so I started working out just here and there and nothing extreme. I wasn't very motivated for any particular reason. I didn't have like a reason why I was working out. I kind of just did it because I was in that culture and in that environment. But Mm -hmm. then as time went on, I kind of got this idea in my mind that I just wanted to challenge myself. I was kind of sick of the monotony of my life at that time. I was struggling with addiction and depression and anxiety. And I just felt like I needed a change. I needed to, you know, just take a new direction in my life. And so I had the idea like several years before I actually followed through on it to um, compete in bikini level bodybuilding right because I was like man I think that would just be so cool to experience that and there was a girl at the gym that worked with me that had competed and I was just so inspired by her so that's initially what kind of like sparked my mind to maybe try it but it took me seven years (laughs) as some people you know it's just like you have this goal this dream this idea but you don't act on it and you just sit on it And so I did. And then finally, something clicked for me several years later. Again, I was just in such a dark space. And I thought to myself, maybe I just need to like try this whole bikini competition thing. So that's Mm -hmm. kind of where I got my start as far as really, you know, getting passionate about fitness. And then I competed in a bodybuilding competition. And that really was like a huge change for me. Like just the whole physical transformation actually changed my mental. So 
I didn't expect that to happen. I thought I was just doing it just because I wanted to look cute in a bikini on stage and kind of like show off. But realistically, Mm -hmm. like the work that it took and the discipline that it took changed me as a person. Right. So So I have a question about that. Uh Um, Well, first of all, you know, I have never (laughs) done a bodybuilding contest or anything like that. Yeah. Um, but I, I know a few people and from what I know, their diets and the things that they do are very extreme. Mm-hmm. So did you go through that? Oh, definitely. Um, I mean, my diet was like so rigid. Um, you know, it was just like high protein, low carb. And then you do like this carb cycling thing. And, you know, you're very restricted in what you can and cannot do in general when right. you're on this diet. So it just forced me to really take a look at myself and say, do I really want this? Because Mm -hmm. if I do, I have to be more disciplined than I've ever been in my eating habits. And it was super hard. And that's why I say it changed me as a person because it forced me to take a hard look at some of my habits and things that I had to give up that I didn't even know were, you know, a problem for me or things that I didn't realize I needed to give up or, you know, whatever the case. So it was like very, very extreme and not right. for the average person. I'll be honest. That diet is not for the average person. It's specific. And that's what I was going to ask. Yeah. That was going to be my question is from like the, ex- ex- how do you say extremities of it? Mm-hmm. I've heard that it doesn't sound like it's a life, like a life, a lifestyle long choice. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. It seems like it's one of those, okay, um, I'm getting ready for this competition, so I'll go extreme and then, you know, mm-hmm. I'll go back to whatever I was doing before. Is that true or yeah. no? Yeah, definitely. So um, I've, I've competed twice. My first competition, I, you know, um, I took, I think, third place in that competition was, which I was not expecting. So it just got me excited that, you know, I did something and I accomplished that goal. And then I took a couple years off and kind of went back to my old ways. And then I decided to compete again. And then the second time I got a coach and I was more invested, I spent a lot of money um, and I, you know, did the diet all over again. This time I did it even more disciplined. Like I just took it to another level, but because it was so rigid and because I was so restricted in everything that I had to do, truthfully, by the time I was done, I was done. And I think the day of the competition, once like once I got off the stage, I went to the Cheesecake Factory <laughs> and I ate literally everything I could possibly eat that I hadn't been able to eat for like the past several months. And then it kind of just spiraled out of control. And if I would have had proper guidance at that time, I would have been able to kind of like slowly get back into like the diet, but I just went balls to the wall and ate all of these things. And my body, you know, really suffered because of that. Right. Um, But it just taught me that I was, I was goal chasing and I didn't have, you know, a real strong enough why to keep me in that mindset of having a healthy body. So initially I did it because I just wanted to do it because I just thought, Oh, that'd be a cool experience. But then after the fact, you know, my body changed, my entire body composition changed so much. And I looked in the mirror and I was so disappointed by my reflection because I had just seen this chiseled body 
you know, a couple right. months prior, but because I just, you know, went and ate this horrible, like opposite diet of what I was initially doing, my body just didn't really look good it, and it wasn't healthy. And I felt unhealthy at that point. So that's when I realized I needed to make a new change and figure out, okay, what am I doing this for? <laughs> am I right. doing it just to look good? Or am I doing it to actually feel good? And that was another shift in my perspective in wanting to be fit. Because I realized it wasn't just about looking good. It was about feeling good. So then I made some new decisions for myself. So that's kind of the, you know, beginning. And then um, then I got I into Herbalife. And that's, you know. I'm sorry to cut you off. I think it's so interesting to hear about this you know I've never seen a picture of you oh from that time you haven't oh my gosh I'm so excited to send it to you then (laughs) (laughs) yeah I can't wait till you share it like I just I don't know like I see these pictures of other people who go through these competitions and I'm just like wow and then they share like their their journeys and I'm I just know it's not for me yeah and yeah, I feel like I would be tortured, honestly. Like, I just, I could not. But I commend anybody who's out there doing it. Like, if that's something, you know, that you're interested in and that you want to do, definitely I applaud you. But I just know it's not for me. But I can't wait to see those pictures of you because because I see you just in a different light now. Like, I know you as the health and wellness Tanisha who. Like, this is your lifestyle type, Tanisha. Yes. So I can't wait to just see that. And then it'll give me a bigger glimpse of, okay, this is what her journey has been like. Yeah, definitely. So you kind of caught me when I was coming out of that phase of just doing it for a competition or doing it just to look good. And mm-hmm. into a phase of like, I was just looking to create some balance back in my life, start to feel better again, um, you know, lose a little bit of weight, put some muscle back on. You know, I really just wanted to like, feel like I was doing something without having to compete, you know? And so that's when I was, you know, reintroduced to Herbalife and kind of became part of that community. And being a part of that community really changed a lot of things for me. It taught me about mindset and personal development and, you know, how to really like take care of our bodies and how it's not just about looking good. It's about feeling good and building confidence and just, you know, becoming the best version of yourself. It was like a total shift for me. And that's where the passion actually came from is just understanding like it's bigger than it's bigger than what I even imagined it to be, you know? So I know you've probably had that same experience, you know, as far as just getting into a community where it was more so about becoming better than it was about just looking good. Yes, definitely. I did because I came into the community, not even for, body you know it wasn't because of the body image because you know my natural body type is already thin yeah um even though I was unhealthy at the time I was still like I've always had an off and on healthy lifestyle if that makes sense Mm -hmm. like I'm not a big go out and just eat a whole bunch of junk food I've always cooked meals um but I was skinny fat so I looked I looked okay but I wasn't as healthy as I thought I was until I actually joined the community but I really got into it just because I wanted the happiness. So it was a a different level for me. Mm -hmm. But then when I got into it, that's when I met different people and I got to hear, you know, just different stories 
of their health and wellness journey. So I learned a lot as far as the personal development and, hey, you know, it's not just about getting in the gym. It's about what you put in your body, what you put in your mind. So it was like a, a full a full circle of health and wellness for me while I was doing it. Um, I did have a question while you were talking, because I know when I met you, you were already sober. I think it was a year. Am I right? I believe so. Yeah. Okay. So while you were doing these competitions, you were not sober. Correct. (laughs) Mm. And that was one of the hardest things for me to give up. And I, and I couldn't even give it up fully at that time, even though I knew that if I drank, it was going to really mess with my results. Like the right. addiction was so powerful at that time that I could not stay away from alcohol fully. And I didn't do it as often had it, that I was before I decided to go through this training program. Like mm-hmm. I cut back significantly, but I still couldn't give it up. And I know yeah. that, you know, that affected my results so right because I don't know like the statistics I've only known like what I see on you know Pinterest and just talking to people but isn't it like if you have a drink it like adds or kicks back like kicks you back like four to seven days or something like that I don't really know what the statistics are but what I do know is that it's full of sugar and it's Mm -hmm. full of empty calories and it's you know literally it's it can be toxic for your body and so just in general like it's not the healthiest of habits but it's certainly not a healthy habit to do when you're in a bikini or even any kind of bodybuilding competition like I'm sure most people who are in competition if they heard that somebody was drinking alcohol they'd be like well why are you here exactly (laughs) like that's just dumb (laughs) So um, it was that strong at that time, though, that I couldn't give it up. So, right. Okay. So I guess, you know, with all that, to me, that was like your decision maker, like everything that you just explained, that was you making the decision like, okay, I'm like, this is what I want. This is what I want my life to look like. Mm -hmm. So after you made that choice to become sober, not to become sober, no, to start this health, this health journey in a different way. Oh, I see. Yeah. Yeah. So even when I first, you know, got into the Herbalife community, I was still drinking pretty heavily um, for probably like the first year that I was a part of it. But because of like the constant reminders of mindset and becoming better and personal development and just working on your health and wellness from the inside out, like being a part of that community really stirred me up because I knew I needed to quit. I knew I needed to step away from it. But being a part of that community absolutely fueled my decision to really want to let it go and move forward from it. Because I kept thinking to myself, how can I really become the best version of myself when I still have this thing lingering over my head? this addiction, this, this powerful, you know, chain that's on me that has prevented me from doing so many things that I want to do, including um, a lot of fitness things that I wanted to do, because I never felt like I could do them because I was sick a lot from drinking. For example, like I wanted to run a marathon for years, but I knew if I wanted to run a marathon, I would have to quit drinking because in order to train, I would have to be well enough 
you know, I couldn't be hungover on a Saturday morning when you, when I knew I needed to train for a long distance run. So it prevented me from that. So when I did get sober, what's the first thing you think I did? You signed up for a marathon and that was during the time that I met you because you went to Spain, right? Yes. Yep. Yep. Like you did it big, big because most people would sign up for a marathon in their neighborhood. You said, no, I'm buying a ticket and I'm going somewhere far away. Because I knew that if I didn't do it that way, I could easily back out. So I was like, I need to do this big. But again, it was like, I knew that my addiction and my depression and anxiety was preventing me from doing things that I really wanted to do in fitness. And as soon as I got sober, it opened so many doors because I knew that my body would be healthy enough. And not to say some people don't still drink through training through a marathon. I just knew for me, those two things were not going to go together very well. Right. So it was like a motivating factor for me. Like, I had to imagine what could my life be like if I gave this up mm-hmm. and with fitness being a passion of mine at that time, I was like, man, I feel like I could just do so much more. I would feel better. And that would allow me to do things that I've been putting off. You know what I mean? Right. Yes. I definitely know what you mean. So I guess my next question would be for somebody who is, looking to do that or it's not that easy like the conversation that we're having it sounds like it's easy like okay you make the decision and then you sign up for a marathon (laughs) but what right but what does it really take yeah like what is the first step I think you know getting yourself putting yourself in an environment of people who are on that similar path is such a huge thing wouldn't you agree I do Mm -hmm. I definitely agree with that just putting yourself in an environment where everybody's working towards a similar goal of just like bettering themselves and wanting to be healthy. Because I feel like just signing up for a gym membership is not enough. You know what I mean? Definitely. How many not people for me, sign up not. for a gym membership, unless you're so motivated, um, self-motivated, if you're that kind of person where if you just say, I'm going to do this and I'm going to sign up for a gym membership and I'm going to go five days a week and I'm going to dedicate, like not a lot of people are like that. But if you're around other people who have like similar goals and you're all kind of inspiring and motivating each other, it makes it a lot easier to continue. And then also you have like that accountability factor. Right. You know, you have other people who are supporting you for a similar goal. So I think that was a huge step in the right direction for me was actually putting myself in an environment of people who are wanting to be better and be healthy. Yeah, I agree with you, because if you're not in that, like, let's just say you're around the same type of people you were around before you're planning to start that journey. It's hard because then you're sitting back watching them do those same habits that you kind of still want to do, but you know, you don't really want to do. And not just that sometimes those people, although you love them and they love you, they can be so discouraging. Like with the comments, like, man, why are you doing this? Or just have one little drink or let's have dessert tonight. Like they just throw you off track. So I think getting in, in that space where you you're around like-minded people, they'll hold you accountable and kind of encourage you. And then they understand how hard it is. You're so right. And it, that was one of the things too, was just like, 
obviously putting myself in a space where there's people on that similar path, but also letting go of some people who weren't and Mm -hmm. who weren't healthy for me and who weren't, you know, making good decisions for themselves. And truthfully, once I got sober and started living, you know, this healthy, active lifestyle, there were so many people who came out of the woodworks from that old lifestyle who were like, wow, what are you doing? Can you tell me more about it? You know, so I inspired those people to, you know, want better because it's hard to encourage somebody to be better when you're both on that same path of self-destruction. That's right. Mm -hmm. So, so that was the first step. So you said, well, that's one of the steps, like getting into a community, but do you have anything else? Like, even if it's small, I would say another thing that was key for me is, um, you know, visualizing the outcome. That was such a huge component to accomplishing several like fitness goals that I've had is just like really thinking about what that looks like and not even what it looks like, but what does it feel like? Because when I decided to go for the marathon, every single day that I ran, which I will say I trained for, I think, five months and I was running like three to four days a week. Um, Every single time I ran, I was visualizing myself crossing the finish line every single time. And I thought, okay, how am I going to feel when I accomplish this goal? And just the euphoria and the sensation that I got from visualizing it was so motivating to me because I felt like this is such a big goal for me. And when I complete this goal, I'm going to be a changed person. It was that big. So really visualizing like, okay, what is this going to feel like for me when I'm on the other side? So for some people, it might be, I just really want to lose, you know, 30 pounds. Well, my question to you is what, what does that look like for you? And how are you going to feel when that 30 pounds is gone? For some people, it might be, I want to quit smoking. Imagine how good you're going to feel when you actually quit smoking. My mom has been smoking my whole life. She wants to quit smoking so bad. And I just encourage. Tanisha, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Sorry. Um, you know, you're going to feel so much better when you actually follow through on that. So I just think we've talked about visualization before, and I think it would just be, it's such a powerful tool in trying to accomplish any goal. Have you experienced that where you like really think about something really deeply in your heart and you just visualize that for yourself? Girl, (laughs) every day like I can I can say right now just because my whole health and wellness has taken a different shift Mm -hmm. because like if I look at my life two years ago I was at a totally different space where it was me in the gym all the time and food prepping and because I was deeply in that community but because of the transformation of my life now I'm at a spot where it's like okay I want to live for my children and I still have things to do in the world. So that's mainly what my why is. Mm -hmm. And I'm like always visualizing like, you know, what will life look like when my kids are all grown out the house and then I'm with my grandbabies Mm -hmm. and 
I mean, I'm, I'm hoping that's like 30 years <laughs> from now, but you know what yeah, I mean, absolutely. right? And then just, you know, doing those things that I'm, I'm so passionate about and things that are my purpose, like what does that look like for me in a healthy state? So just having those thoughts, those are the things that wake me up in the morning, like, okay, Carla, go to the gym. Because you know, like now I'm on this journey where I'm able to get back in the gym and my son is my accountability mm-hmm. partner. And you see me, like I message you and you're like, oh, Carla, I'm so proud of you. But I'm, I can say I'm proud of me too, because there was a point where I wasn't doing those things. I couldn't do those things. So now I'm just like, I have a second chance to do it. That's so beautiful. So I have, yeah, I have these big whys now. So yeah, that's what it is for me. Yeah. And that, that goes along with visualizing, but I definitely want to touch down on like having a strong why, how important that is. Like, you know, it's not some cliche statement that, you know, people say it's like, why do you want it? Because that could be the key and really making a change and a turning point for you in your life, you know, is just realizing like, okay, you know, I really want this because whatever that reason is. So initially I thought, oh, I'm going to work out and I'm going to compete in bikini bodybuilding because I want to look cute, you know, and so sorry, that's my doggy. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, initially my why wasn't strong enough, which is why I didn't stick with it, which is why I didn't, you know, necessarily go the distance with it. I kind, you know, I did it, but I didn't do it full out. Um, and so when it came to the marathon, which is a totally different kind of fitness level than a bikini competition, but just in general, like challenging myself, that why was because I was out to prove to myself that me breaking free from alcohol addiction was worth it and that I deserved Mm. to complete this goal that I had been thinking about for so long that I hadn't done because of alcohol and because of my addiction. So the why was so powerful. It was like, I'm doing this because I'm free now because I'm free from this addiction and depression and anxiety that has been holding me back. And I want to follow through with it because I want to feel empowered to continue on this journey. No, and it absolutely strengthened me because as soon as I was done with that marathon, I was like, there's nothing I can't do. If I can do this, I can stay sober because mm-hmm. staying sober feels like running a marathon sometimes, <laughs> you know, the discipline and the effort and just what it takes mentally to stay sober. It feels similar in that it just takes a lot to complete, not even complete because staying sober is a lifelong goal, but it just, right. you know, they just went together in such a powerful way. And so that strong why is what helped me cross that finish line. So having a strong why is just huge. That's so good. I do want to, like, as you're sitting here talking, you know, I always start reflecting on stuff and I'm just like, I always bring it back to God in some type of of way. But yeah, I just feel like another big reason that any of us need to like take our health and wellness seriously is because we just have so much work to do and we're not here for nothing. Absolutely. Oh, you know what I mean? So no matter what our struggles are at the end of the day, like we were created for a purpose to do work. So it's like, if you're not taking care of yourself, then what are you here for? Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. So I have to remind myself that all the time. Like, okay, I'm here to do something because I have a lot of lazy days. I just have to be honest. I don't want to get on here and like, oh, I'm back in the gym again. I still like to lay right. up <laughs> and I, I still like to watch Netflix and chill, but nothing's going to get accomplished. And it go it ties into my mental health so much because on those days where I'm just chilling and doing nothing, the next day I'm upset with myself mm. because, oh, Carla, you could have did that. And it's like the more that you keep yourself away from being healthy, the more you attack yourself mentally, like, oh. I didn't do it again. I didn't do it again. So it's just like, it's a con. I just feel like the physical and the mental part, it just ties in so much. Like if you're not doing it, you're down on yourself. If you're doing it, like how proud do you feel when you accomplish something? That is so powerful. Yeah. Also just, I will say too, um, another reason why I think it's so important to do it is because you will feel better. Like, when I work out, when I exercise, like the endorphins and just getting my heart rate up and just getting my body move me, moving, I genuinely mm-hmm. feel like a lift. It's like a drug, you know, in a sense that it releases these chemicals in your brain that actually make you feel happy. There's so much science behind fitness yeah. because it, it can be so healing for us. So I think that's okay. just one reason why I feel like people should just do it because it'll make you feel so good. <laughs> like you said, like when you don't do it, you're like, oh, I should have done it. Because when you do do it, you feel genuinely good about it. And you feel good about the decision too. Because then you're like, you know what? I'm so glad right. that I did that. So there's so many reasons right. why. But again, it goes back to like, well, what is your why? Like, why is it important to you? And I love your why, Carla, because I think that's such a powerful why. Like you want to grow old. You want to be healthy growing old so that you can see your children grow and watch them build their families and their own legacies and be a part of that in a healthy way. It's not just about living. It's about living fulfilled and about living a healthy life so that you can actually be present. Because I've seen so Mm -hmm. many people who are living and even though they're old, they're not necessarily healthy, so they can't really be involved with their family. Right. They can't enjoy the, the, enjoy the joys yeah. of life. They can't run with their kids. They can't, you know, go hang out with friends or, man, it even gets as deep as you can't get in the right. shower or you can't, you know, just the simple thing. Yeah, you know? absolutely. And so, you know, people always say like, oh, you're so young, like you don't have anything to worry about. And it's like, no, that's why I take care of myself. That's why I work out and eat well. So that as I age, I age gracefully. (laughs) And I age in a way that I'm proud of. And I look back at my life and I say, thank God I made my health a priority. So I just encourage anybody out there who's really thinking about starting that journey for themselves to really make a decision, create a plan around how you want to achieve whatever that goal is when it comes to your health and, you know, put yourself around some good people, visualize what you want to look like, feel like, be like, how happy you'll be, how empowered you'll be and take small steps towards it because it's not about all or nothing. Sometimes it's just about making small decisions that can lead to bigger results because I didn't start out running a marathon you know 
I started out just working out at the gym like a couple days a week. And then as I got myself involved more, I started reaching for more and more and bigger and bigger. Mm-hmm. And that's probably been I think those are too. such great tips. Say that one more time. I'm sorry, sis. And that's probably been your experience too. Just really, you know, starting with something small and then, you know, creating those skills mm-hmm. over time. Like it doesn't just happen overnight. Mm-hmm. Right. And sometimes those small, like that small looks different for everybody. It's, it could be like simply walk into your mailbox instead of driving mm-hmm. to it or take, taking the stairs at work instead of taking the elevator or just, you know, getting up from your desk and doing some squats or dancing in your house. Like it can be the smallest thing. And I only say that because I know a lot of times people have, we can call them excuses or we can call them reasons of why they're not doing something to feel Mm -hmm. better or to get themselves better. But there's always a fix for all of that. And if you want to know, I can tell you because I've been through almost Mm -hmm. all of them. I could sit here and say, well, I have kids. I mean, I had to figure out something. I have kids. I don't have time. Honestly, I did have time. Me and my kids, we play, we dance in the house all the time. So my mine actually started like that. My physical journey, it was more of, okay, let's turn on the music and let's dance in the house or let's go on a walk together or let's walk to the store. Like we just did the simple things instead of it looking like everybody else's because it's so easy to look at everybody else's health and wellness journey and think, okay, that's what I should be doing. And those are the things that discourage you to not do it. Absolutely. So it's, yeah, it's really important to do it for your lifestyle and not anybody else's. Exactly. So you got to start somewhere though. I always say health as well. We focus our energy on so many things in this world, but none of it means as much as your health. Because if you don't have your health, you don't have anything really. I know so many people who put their careers above their health and then their careers suck the life out of them and then they have nothing to show for it. Right. You know, that's Mm -hmm. just one example. But I just think it's so important to make it a priority. And that's why I'm passionate about it. And that's why, you know, I'm on a mission to just bring knowledge and empowerment to health and fitness, because I know that it changed my life. And I know that God wants me to share it because it is a tool and a resource to help make people feel better about themselves and live a happier, healthier life. Amen. Mm. I agree with that. I'm so like, <laughs> first of all, I'm still thinking about the picture of the um, of your competition. I can't wait to see that. But just having this conversation with you, um, I kind of want to bring up something and I'm sitting here like, should I bring it up? But I really want to and I hope you're okay with yeah. it. But yeah, just your journey as far as your pregnancy. Mm-hmm. Um, like you mentioned it, you said like this pregnancy is super important to you. Um, and I just, I hope you're open to sharing like your journey as far as what happened with the first pregnancy and what you're doing now to stay healthy. Because I think like, even though God blessed you with this pregnancy now, that it's important for you to still take actions to be healthy within it just because of what happened before. So if you could share a little bit of that, because I know 
that there are people who listen to to the episodes and I think you know it, it would be really beneficial you know just to put that yeah, out there absolutely I, I actually appreciate oh. you bringing that up because I I did want to mention something about that so when I had the miscarriage last year I was only five weeks pregnant. So, you know, the chances of having a miscarriage during, you know, the first, they say between week one and 12, basically, they are fairly high. And a lot of women experience that loss. And, you know, nobody really talks about it. So when it happens to you, it's like quite shocking. Um, But I was really open about it. And then I found out there were so many women in my life who had experienced that. And a lot of times they don't know why it happens. You know, for some women, there could be a cause. For me personally, they couldn't tell me, you know, why it happened. It just did. And I feel like, you know, now reflecting back, I realize even though I would never wish that on anybody, I understand that it just wasn't time. And so um, my husband and I have been, you know, retrying to get pregnant ever since that miscarriage happened. And um, in January, I made a decision just to like really cleanse my body as much as I possibly could. And not just for the sake of getting pregnant, but just for the sake of really resetting my mind, spirit, and body so that I wasn't focusing so much on, you know, this loss that was lingering over me for so long. I just wanted to restart. But with me restarting, I truly believe that the decisions that I made helped me to get pregnant. I'm not kidding. Um, I basically went on an all plant-based diet, which I try to do anyway, but I just really did it a hundred percent. Um, and then I gave up caffeine. I was drinking more water than I normally do. I was just basically doing a full body detox and literally a week later I was pregnant. (laughs) And, you know, after almost a year of trying, I know that it had to be related to just me physically making the that effort to kind of reset my body and cleanse my body. Um, And so now I just have been hyper aware of everything that I put in my body. I'm eating mostly plant-based still, but I still eat some fish, drinking lots of water, taking lots of vitamins. I am exercising still, but just very light workouts because I've been walking on eggshells, just trying to get through this first trimester Um, just trying to stay safe. You know, they say if you worked out, they, when I say they like a midwife or doctor who I've talked to, you know, they said, if you worked out before and you were fairly active, you can continue that. Just, you know, be mindful of not to overdo it. And so I was still working out, but I've still just been taking it easy. And now I feel like I can take a little bit of a breath knowing that, okay, I'm through those crucial few, you know, those first weeks and um, coming into the second trimester. And I just want to continue to stay healthy and fit. So I'm already gaining weight. (laughs) So it's not necessarily about like physique. It's really just about being healthy. And so when it's a lifestyle thing for you, your motivations just shift from one scenario to another. So now that I'm pregnant, it's about just having a healthy pregnancy. So that means eating well and exercising a couple days a week, you know, so it's definitely been a transition. And I want to get my bounce back on after this. <laughs> you want to get your sexy back. I'm not playing around with that. Like, <laughs> I just, of course, it's about being healthy. And so for me, it's like, if I put on an extra 30 pounds that doesn't belong there, I'm going to be motivated to get it off when the baby's out. <laughs> right. So, um, 
but yeah, you just, you know, sometimes your, your why changes as you grow. And so now Mm -hmm. my why is definitely different. It's about having a healthy pregnancy. Amen. So I definitely wanted to ask that question. Like, I don't want anybody to think that, Hey, you know, if I go on this cleanse, you know, I'm going to get pregnant. That's not why I asked her. That's just her own journey. And even though, you know, she did those things, I truly believe that it was also because that's just God's timing. Mm -hmm. And yes, he had to do some work and he did those, those things for her. Um, but I just really wanted her to share like her journey as far as how is she keeping healthy right now? Because I think that part is really important. Like that's her why. And you know, the things that she's paying attention to her body. So I just want to put that out there that if you are pregnant or you're desiring to be pregnant, that, you know, stay faithful. Stay faithful for one. (laughs) Yeah. Stay faithful for one, but also, there may be some things that you have to do as far as your health and wellness journey. So, yeah, I just wanted you to share that. I was really interested and I didn't know if I was overstepping by oh, asking. Never. You never. <laughs> You're my sis. You can ask openly and honestly. And you know, I'm always going to respectfully answer openly oh, and honestly. Thank so, thank you for I asking. That. No problem. But, well, our episode is coming to an end. Um, But, you know, before we go, I always ask, like, is there one thing that you want to leave for the listeners, you know, just, you know, considering their health and wellness or starting or just any kind of tip that you have for them? Instead of a tip, I just want to leave with more of like inspiration and say, you deserve it. You deserve Mm -hmm. it. You deserve to be healthy. You deserve to be happy. You deserve to be free. You deserve to be whole. But only you can accomplish that for yourself. And it starts with making a decision and then following through. So mm. thank you for sharing that. I like that one. Yeah. For me, I think I just want to say, t- I, I guess not a tip, but a statement. Be clear of why, of why you want to be healthy. Mm-hmm. Because that's one that I'm really like, working on right now just for myself because like I said I still tend to um you know have my lazy days and I pay attention to my body sometimes too much Mm -hmm. and I don't know if that makes sense but let's say I'm not feeling good one day sometimes I pay attention to that too much and I feed into it and then all of a sudden I'm just laid up but sometimes when you don't feel good and the minute you decide to get up is when things become all right Mm-hmm. Yes, so, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't want to say that. Great tips. So thank you, sis, for this conversation. Um, thank you. Where can the listeners find you at? I know they already know, but we might have a new listener today. So you can find me on Instagram at Borelli T, B-U-R-R-E-L-L-Y-T. That's me. And um, I always love to connect with people via social media. So you can also find me on Facebook at Tanisha Burrell. Mm, Thank you for saying that. I love your little um, jingle that you do. (laughs) (laughs) So if anybody is looking for me, you can find me on Facebook, Carla Chapman, or you can find me on Instagram. It's um, Casey underscore happy life or radiate underscore her. Um, me and Tanisha will always do these episodes once a month. They'll be the first Tuesdays of every month up until her pregnancy, at least. Um, and then when she has the baby, 
we'll come back and have a discussion about that. But until then, we cannot wait to get back on here and talk to you all again. We love you so much. Um, I'm sending prayers and love to everybody out there on their health and wellness journey. Um, Tanisha, thank you again, sis. I love you so much. Love you. Thanks, listeners. Love you guys. Bye.